Hello and welcome back to the Holistic Kitchen Podcast. My name is Chef Kimber Dean. I'm so glad you're all back here with me today. And today on this episode, we are going to talk about yoga. My favorite workout, my favorite exercise, my favorite way to get my mind right and breathe and calm down and feel good. It's just my favorite thing to do when it comes to exercising my mind, my body, my soul. So we're going to dive right in. I want to get started with where I found yoga. I was a very young military spouse. I was 23 when I found yoga. I was living on post at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. You would not think yoga and the army and the military would come together. That's where I found it. So when I got clean, I really enjoyed working out. I tried the gym, lifting weights, running a lot, swimming, all those things either would hurt my joints or I wasn't getting the body reflection that I wanted, whether it be the strength, the flexibility, whatever I was looking for. So when I moved on post in January 2011, I decided to try yoga. Now, it's funny because I don't believe in having to do every New Year's resolution on January 1st. I think that's such a unrealistic goal and it sets us up for failure and depression and feeling bad about ourselves. So I let myself start something in January or maybe even the whole winter season. That's kind of how I do my resolutions. I space it out so it's more realistic. And it was the end of January and I decided I'm going to go to a class. I went to my first yoga class at Hope Air Force Base, which was connected to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So I was still on post and I fell in love. I absolutely loved the way it made my body feel. I couldn't even touch my toes. Didn't know how to breathe correctly, but man, I felt so rejuvenated. I felt so good about my body and my mental clarity was phenomenal. So after that, I was hooked. I now do yoga and I have been doing yoga for the last 12 years. I do it four to six times a week. When I didn't have kids and I was highly involved with yoga, I would do it sometimes twice a day going to studios. So I love yoga. I also run one day a week. It's just my movie meditation, but running really hurts my joints. So I love yoga. And after I started doing yoga, I was a baker six nights a week at Great Harvest Bread Company. And I noticed that my joints weren't hurting as much. My wrists and my shoulders would really hurt because I would need bread all night long. And I was lifting heavy things. So that was my first cue that this was working and was sustainable for my life. I noticed my posture was better. I had better balance when I was doing things during my day. I wasn't falling or rolling an ankle, which didn't happen often, but I just noticed these things. I noticed my sleep was better. My energy level was better. My focus, my clarity was better. And I had really high anxiety when I got clean. And this was only a couple years after me getting clean, like two and a half years. So I loved that it really helped my anxiety. The meditation was life-changing for my anxiety and just my mental clarity. And I was meditating twice a day for 20 minutes each time before I had kids when I really was deep into my yoga practice and had more time because obviously kids make it a little bit harder to meditate that much. Um, But the daily check-ins with meditation and even just being on your mat and breathing and having that short shavasana at the end of your classes really helped me regulate my anxiety. That self-check-in because anxiety to me is such a future fear. It's, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You just worry, worry, worry. 
But when you become present in the moment and you realize there's no problems right here, right now, that really helped my anxiety. So that is why it's so sustainable for me. It's easy on your body if you want it to be. It's all levels. There's so many different varieties of yoga. And like I said, it just really helped with my anxiety levels. So I just love yoga so much. Um, I am going to get into my trainings a little bit more towards the end of this and everything I've done, but hot yoga and non-heated vinyasa, those were my two favorites when I started. They really helped me just release some pent-up anxiety and energy that it creates in your body. It can be a little friction and tense. So those were my two favorites. I started out on post. There's no heated yoga on posts where I was at Fort Bragg. There was a ton of non-heated. There was a ton of gyms. So different gyms had different yoga teachers. And I, I tried everything. I just wanted to know it all. I wanted to do it all. I wanted to see every pose. And then I found Embrace Yoga Studio off post, which was such a different community. Um, there were still a lot of military people. Obviously, Fayetteville, North Carolina has a lot of military families. but And it was a military wife that owned the studio. But it was just such a different experience. Yoga studios have such an energy and such a community that is accepting. We're all trying to heal trauma, whether it be physically and mentally, emotionally. And there's such a support in that, in that vulnerability, in that room together, taking those deep breaths, releasing, and just being there for one another. So I really love that. And then I found Hot Asana Studio and Boutique in Pinehurst, North Carolina, uh, which is where I got my 200-hour yoga teacher training. And that was, again, life-changing. Like hot yoga, you release a lot of toxins. You sweat a lot. You just feel so good. It really helps with your lung capacity when you breathe. So those were my two favorite places to do yoga once I really got delved in and was going regularly and knowing a little bit more about what I was doing. So I practiced for two years doing that. And then I started moving on and trying yin and restorative yoga and the benefits of that for my mind and body were we're slowing down, we're holding poses for three, five, eight, ten minutes sometimes, we're using a lot of props. It was very hard for me to slow down. You have to sit with your emotions, you have to sit with your feelings and your thoughts. And I had a lot of thoughts and feelings that I was sorting through at the time after getting clean and really working on my mental health with my therapist a lot at that time. So restorative and yin really helped me slow down. With that being said, Cycle syncing for yoga, I learned about that in the four weeks of your cycle, and that was a game changer too. So I did some cycle syncing webinars with Dr. Jennifer Rollins, and I have been doing that for a couple years now. We did a webinar together where she did the integrative medicine side, and then I got to write some recipes. And with that being said, I kind of want to just go over the four weeks and how I integrate yoga into my menstrual cycle and how I allow those four weeks to kind of guide me into what I need now. Because when I first started yoga, it was just go, go, go. Even though I'm a woman, we work out just as hard as men every single day of the month. It doesn't matter what the day is. And I did notice that sometimes I was more fatigued or more prone to injury or just not as well mindful as I normally am. So this really helped me and I just wanted to kind of share it because it's kind of fun. I'm not going to get too deep into the medical side. I'm going to talk more about just what to do during those times for yoga. So days one through seven, that's our menstrual phase. Sometimes we call that the winter phase. Day one is the first day of bleeding. 
So if you don't want to detox during this phase, this phase of your cycle, you should rest and practice self-care. The menstrual phase is a delicate time that requires that reflection and rest. And the lining of your uterus is sheds due to progesterone levels dropping. So this is going to be more time for a slower flow, maybe yin, maybe restorative, not something that's going to be so hard on your body. So just thinking about that when you are on your menstrual cycle, that phase. The next phase, days six through 11, is our follicular phase. Call that the spring phase. So it's right after you bleed that winter days, like I said, six through 11. And the follicular phase is a more dynamic time and perfect for starting something new. We generally feel more social and outgoing. It's great for going to a class for that reason instead of maybe a home practice. And during this phase, your ovaries get busy. The immune system is strengthening. And you're energetically, it's more of a, a yang time or yang, however you would like to say that. So an active time. So a vinyasa flow is really great. You're going to get your heart rate up pumping, maybe a hot vinyasa flow. If that's something your body can handle. More movements, more aerobic, more strength. So it's thinking of that during your follicular phase. And then your ovulatory phase is going to be days 12 through 17. Sometimes we call this the summer phase. And when you're in this phase, your estrogen continues rising during this phase, as does testosterone. During this time, your mojo is at its peak and you should feel energized and vibrant. So just feeling really good. Who doesn't love summer? You know, that's just a great time. And that with your workout should be more vibrant again a little bit more social, a lot more movements, you're feeling really strong at this point. So vinyasa flow, hot yoga, and then again, studio classes to socialize. So those two weeks are kind of similar. And we get into our luteal phase, which sometimes we call that the fall phase. That's going to be days 18 through 28. So during the luteal phase, you may feel some PMS symptoms as the body prepares to menstruate. Your estrogen and progesterone both surge, and then it gets a bit all over the place as do your moods. <laughs> which I think we've all been there. It's also common to feel tired during this phase because estrogen is at its lowest. Um, during this time, there is a natural tendency towards clearing and releasing. Serotonin, the happy hormone, declines, leading to maybe a little more sadness, stress, or sugar craving. So these are all hormonal factors that sometimes I think women just push off like, oh, I can just get through this, or oh, I can just go get that CrossFit in, or go run that half marathon. And I just wish we listened to our bodies a little bit more because once I started doing this, not only with eating, and I will talk about that on a different episode with yoga too. My goodness, I've fallen in love with myself even more, which I didn't know I could do because I love healing. I love learning about myself, but I just feel better. I recognize it. I honor it. I have more empathy when I need to. I know when to push more. I know when it's maybe me just wanting to be lazy versus me having these serotonin drops. So it's just something very cool. Check it out if you have time. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Rollins is so great about all of this. That's who I work with personally, and she's so incredibly knowledgeable about this. So thinking about that, but that luteal phase, you're going to want to do more slow foes, more yin, more restorative, maybe even practice your pranayama breath. So any sort of breathing techniques that doesn't have to lead you to a meditation, but guided meditations are great too. So just thinking about that during those different phases. So that's kind of how I do my yoga now. It's taken me from going to more of a gym on post, 
just going to go and see what it's like to now having by the week, by the day, listening to my body and knowing exactly what kind of yoga I need. And I teach right now six classes of yoga a week and I know when to back off. So if I'm in my, my fall or my winter phase, I'm going to maybe get up and adjust my students more and give my body more of a break. But if I'm in that spring and summer phase, now I'm probably demonstrating the poses. We're probably doing handstands, headstands, forearm stands, you know, arm balances, more intense or advanced poses. And I obviously give people all levels in my classes, so not everyone's getting into that. But, you know, that means that the days that I am in my winter and fall phases, I might just be resting more while other people are doing handstands. You know, my ego's not there. It's about honoring my body and myself. So I just, I love that. I hope you all take a little grain of salt from that and do something for yourself or listen to yourself, whether it be running, you walk during those phases or, you know, swimming, you take it a little bit easier, things like that. And then I got my 200 hour yoga teacher training uh, with Yak's Yoga Concepts. I got to do that at Hot Asana Studio and Boutique in Pinehurst, North Carolina. John and Christopher Axe actually came from Virginia Beach to Pinehurst to teach us. Again, it was a lot of military spouses. I was so blessed to get to use my military spouse scholarship to pay for it. That was really cool that in a world full of war, I found so much peace and healing. And I got to share that with a lot of different people. And then I'm just going to go over a just a few different trainings I've done to just give you guys somewhat of an idea of how I take all of the things I've learned from different people, different teachers, and I've turned it into my own style with my students and my following. And I just, I love my students. They teach me more than they'll ever know. Um, I've done active core and inversion workshops with Paige Head and Kelly Green at Ha Asana. I've also done aerial workshops with Fink there, which was really fun at Ha Asana. I've done heart opening workshops at Embrace Yoga Studio, which was the other one in Fayetteville, North Carolina that I told you about that's non-heated. I've done flow workshops with Paige Head and Kelly Green at Ha Asana. The Ashtanga primary series workshop, workshop I went to with Kate Rivard. She's phenomenal. It's my favorite practice to date. I practiced it regularly at Embrace, and then when I moved to Columbia, Missouri, Yoga Soul, Seabrook Amora, she still practiced it and taught it, so that was really cool to get to do it with her. I've done the Mysore classes at Wilmington Beach in North Carolina, where you just walk in, and there's a teacher just walking around. They don't lead the class, but you just walk in and do the primary series, and there's different series to Ashtanga, and a lot of people can't even get past the primary series. There are very advanced to intermediate moves, so I just love that. Now I have one of my best friends, Cynthia Chastain. She is trained in so much yoga, but Ashtanga is one of them, and her and I absolutely love doing Ashtanga. We do the Zoom ones with her teachers in different countries, and she also teaches it at different studios at different times here in Columbia, Missouri. And I have the honor of getting to practice with her one-on-one at our houses when we want to. And, you know, when my kids allow, (laughs) and she's very kind to my kids. So I also do my own home practice a lot at home as a mother. I can't always make it to the studio or I just don't want to. I want to save that drive time. And I don't mind my kids running around me because I've done yoga for so long 
that I can block out and keep my inner peace. So block out the noises, the distractions, the temptations to get off my mat and keep my inner peace while they're around me, which I think is such an advanced practice for meditation and for people to be able to do that. Um, and then before I had kids, I did the full series every day. I was doing jump throughs, all the advanced poses. And it's, you actually do the five breath holds with every pose, all the jump throughs. It's about an hour and a half to two hours. So obviously before kids, I was able to do that. And I did it regularly for about a year and a half, I would say. And two years when you add when I came to Columbia, Missouri. So I just love Ashtanga. Check it out. It's very militant. There's no music. It's You wouldn't think it's my favorite. Um, and I do love vinyasa and flow, but it is one of my favorites. I also was trained in Raleigh, North Carolina with Connected Warriors. Um, it's a non-contact hour reflections. Connected Warriors teaches yoga to veterans. I was taught how to teach yoga to veterans who came back from war or being overseas in maybe an area that wasn't peaceful, most likely. Uh, active duty military and their families were able to come. And the training went in depth about teaching military-related students with PTSD. So that was so interesting, and it still holds very true to my heart, and I love that one. I have a very uh, soft place in my heart for teaching yoga and donating to Stop Soldier Suicide. My husband and I were in the military, and even now we still get phone calls and emails and texts, much more rarely now, but just friends of ours that it was too much, and they took their lives. So I really appreciate that organization, and I like to hold classes where it's donation-based, and I just let all of the money that we raise go to that organization. So very much so grateful for Connected Warriors. I've done a Kundalini workshop at Embrace Yoga Studio. I've done restorative training at Embrace Yoga Studio. I've done an art to the asana alignment with Seabrook here at Alley Cat in Columbia, Missouri Yoga Studio. I've gone to arm balancing yoga nidra Iyengar, kids yoga training, prenatal yoga training. So I've been trained in quite a bit of different types of yoga and I just love it so much. So I love it. I'm so grateful for yoga. I'm so grateful for all the ways I'm able to help different people learn about their bodies, strengthen their bodies, release, get more flexible. I, like I said, still teach the six yogas classes a week. I teach yin, I teach hot vinyasa. I teach private yoga, so I'm really just about helping people, meeting them where they're at, and really focusing on what they need, what not what I think they need. Um, and then some of my workshops that I still do, that I do regularly right now, I have an arm balancing and inversion one coming up, which I love getting upside down and seeing life from a different perspective. It can make you laugh. And make you not take things too seriously. Remind yourself that you're limiting perspectives on certain thoughts or emotions or experiences, situations, conversations aren't always true. And get upside and play. Give yourself a different perspective. Let yourself think of a different thought so your thoughts aren't so limiting. Let them be limitless. So I just love that. I do a lot of yoga and nutrition workshops. Those seem to be really popular and I just love them. And people have so many questions for me. Those I 
really include the yoga nutrition for things like energy, sleep, detox, digestion. And like I said, people love it. I usually go in thinking we're going to do a lot of yoga, but most of the time people have a lot more questions for me. So it's been fun over the years to see what people want from that workshop. I've also done prenatal, kids, um, PT. So when active duty military would do their workouts in the morning, their PT, physical training, I would get to go and teach them. And that was really fun because military <laughs> soldiers usually don't think of yoga as their first workout. And there's a lot of giggling and there's a lot of laughing at their friends who are falling out of a pose or somebody who's trying really hard and maybe falls on their face. And so it's always fun to just get them to be more playful and more vulnerable with their physical practices. And, you know, it's funny who actually starts coming to class after that, who really starts benefiting from it. I've taught a lot of special forces and rangers when I taught on post and off post around the military base, which I thought was really cool for mostly their physical and their mental, of course, training with me. But yeah, it was really fun to see. They couldn't even most of the time, because they work out so much, their flexibility for their shoulders are, is very limited. So they, when they reached around behind their back, they couldn't interlace their fingers. And after a couple of weeks of coming to my yoga classes, they then could. And for them, that was a milestone. So it's just so cool to see what people are excited about, what they're grateful about, what they want to work on. And it's, like I said, so individualized. And I love that. With yoga, I've learned that everybody is different and individualized and that really helped me take that philosophy onto how I make meal plans for people how I cook for people how I don't think that one diet fits all I don't think one yoga practice fits all I think every single body needs a very specific workout routine and diet for their lifestyle so yoga really helped me teach that and I really took that philosophy with nourish as well with the menu that I created and how I managed my staff. I can't tell you how many times people told me this kitchen is not a normal kitchen energy because you see, you see things on Food Network where it's very intense. The chef might be yelling. They might be throwing things. Like, that's just not my jam. I don't want an environment like that. I want something peaceful. I want something where we all get along. And that's how I manage my staff, over 200 people. And I just, oh, that was always my favorite compliment if people noticed it. And it was usually yogis. Sometimes it was more business-oriented people. But if they came in and they saw how the energy was or felt it, that was such a big compliment to me and something I was really proud of. Um, I, as I said, taught on post as a military spouse. I teach Mizzou men's athlete teams, athletic teams. And I've just done a lot of yoga. I've done a lot of business yoga. I've done one-on-one -on -one privates. I've done network building, team building for different companies. So I just love yoga. I think it's so much fun. I think there's so many different things you can do. I don't think you should be intimidated. Meet yourself where you're at. Every single day I have new people. They're at different places, different ages. You know, I yesterday had somebody in their 60s doing class and it was her first time and Yes, she was sore. It was yin. So we held the poses for three to five minutes at a time. It had a lot of props, very supportive. It's not something like vinyasa where you're doing a lot of chaturangas, which are like a push-up motion. You're doing a lot more healing and opening. And so 
she couldn't wait to come back. And I've had people with the opposite effect where they've come to a vinyasa and it's now their favorite workout and they're one day hoping they can get their mind and body still enough to go to something like yin. So just meeting yourself where you're at is so important to me. And I just wanted to share how much yoga has changed my life. I've been practicing for 12 years. I've been teaching for a decade now. Insane. I have taught tens of thousands of people, maybe more. I've never kept count. And I love the sustainability side of this. I've done it through pregnancies. And wow, what a way to honor my body and listen to it. I did hot yoga with both my babies up until the day they were born. So I was doing inversions, headstands. I was doing side planks. I was doing arm balances, nine months pregnant. <laughs> and so it's just because it's, it's so integrative into where you're at in your life. You know, going slow, paying attention daily, and then just the healing from that. You know, it was great for my ego to have a baby and start over. You know, they really take that ab strength away from you after they're born. And it takes weeks, months, depending on if you had a natural birth with labor or maybe a C-section might be a little bit longer. And so just, again, honoring your body, where are you at? It's just like cycle syncing. Those were just my different times. And I did have a miscarriage too in between my daughters. So it was very humbling, very emotional. And also the best thing that could have happened to me was having yoga before having children one physically to be able to honor my body and still get on my mat and still know that I needed this for my mental health for my babies. And yes, of course, physically too, you're carrying them around your back and hurt all of those things. But yes, the mental clarity, I couldn't be the parent that I am today without yoga. I couldn't have been the leader I am today. And at my cafe when I was there managing, I'm telling you, yoga changed everything for me. It is my daily check-in. It is my way of noticing if I am cranky, okay, honor that and know that I might get triggered. And if I do, tell somebody that, like, hey, I didn't sleep well last night and I didn't notice until I took the time to breathe and realize that's what's going on. Or, hey, last night or yesterday, I didn't drink enough. I'm not hydrated. I didn't eat the best. My nutrition wasn't the best. There's just so many things that play into account where, where your day and your body and your mind is where it's at in that moment. So honoring that is just such a big deal to me. So I really hope this helps you all see all the different ways that yoga can help you, all the different ways that yoga can be incorporated into your body. And this is such a sustainable practice for life, for life. So this is my practice for life. I'm not going to stop until somebody, my body tells me I have to really. Hopefully that's never. I want to get into my 90s, the hundreds, and I want to be doing yoga still. I want to hopefully be teaching, but always practicing. And that is my gist of yoga. So I hope you all really enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, please share it with your friends. Let them know there's so much to this podcast that I'm going to be talking about when it comes to health, lifestyle, sustainability with healthy lifestyle, and different ways to honor yourself. And it's all about finding what works for you. So this is more of my physical side, my mental practice with meditation. You know, I still meditate now for five to 10 minutes a day, if not more, if I can. It's just a game changer. And I also 
do a lot of breath work with my kids when it comes to disciplinary things or if their emotions kind of get out of control for them, we do a lot of breath work. So just a great way to really honor yourself, your body, your workouts, and anything you need. So if you enjoyed this, please follow my podcast. Like I said, like it, share it right in the comments. If you have anything you want me to talk about, let me know. You can follow me at chefkimberdean.com, Chef Kimberdean on YouTube, on Facebook, Pinterest, on Instagram. I'm Chef Yogini Kimberdean. And then you can follow me on Happiness Drinks too, where I write the blogs every week and Happiness Drinks on Facebook, also on Instagram. And then of course, we're on LinkedIn as well. So I hope you all really enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit different from the food side, the nutrition side that I've kind of gone more into. And I just love the yin and the yang of my life. You know, yoga is so much more yin, tapping into your inward self, loving yourself. And the food side is a little bit more go, 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 thinking on your feet, quick movements, quick thinking. So these are my ways to kind of find my balance in my life. So follow me share with your friends and I'll be back next week. Don't forget to nourish from the inside out. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or any other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help on your journey, please seek out a qualified medical practitioner.